Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, I'm live with two students from the Started Up cohort. They are Sarah Schaefer and Luna Calhoun. They have joined us because they had a cool idea, and they have been in a part of this incubator, and we're going to learn a little bit today about the Go Plant It movement. So, I'll start this off from the beginning. Ms. Calhoun, you kind of had this idea in mind and you, I guess we could say this also started with one of your mentors. Uh, take it from there. Um, so the, the man, Don Wetrick, connected me with my mentor, <laughs> my mentor Kevin Bailey, who um, is one of the founders of Powder Keg. And he came to me with the idea of Go Plant It as a movement to um, get mostly the younger generation to take responsibility for their carbon footprint um, and reduce it by planting trees. Um, So he brought me on his team and we talked about his idea and he, you know, found that I was um, way more than just into it. (laughs) I, I myself am an environmentalist and I just really agreed with his ideas and his philosophies so um, from that meeting I went to the innovations classroom and I recruited Sarah Schaefer because not only is she on board with the idea but she's also a doer and is very um yes Sarah's quite bold isn't she (laughs) we'll get into that here in a second so okay so um let's let's then start at the beginning I mean you guys have gone through a couple of uh, changes, a couple of pivots, and uh, let's. And I guess Sarah, when you came on board, the original idea for Go Plant It was. Um, originally, it started off as a tree planting service slash subscription. Um, so we kind of wanted to put saplings um, in like these like technology cardboard boxes and um, ship them out to people and get people to commit. Kind of like um, people commit to their Spotify or people commit to their like magazine or whatever people subscribe to every month we wanted it to be part of a routine to always be consistently thinking about the environment yeah so yeah you guys have this like subscription based and and you thought like maybe they could get a tree a month or what what were you thinking yeah so we kind of thought we'd give people options so if you have a lot of space and you are um really like passionate about it you can get a tree every week um and then monthly quarterly and yearly and then part of your plan at, at first was, you know, to, to get this virality, to get to kind of socially signal that you should plant more trees. And, and, and why plant trees? What was the original idea behind that? Well, Kevin um, has a partner named Anya who actually went to college and has studied how trees are just like the most efficient organism at cleaning the air, taking in CO2 and putting out oxygen, as we all know. Um, yeah. So that's why he sort of was gravitated towards the planting of trees um and they did the math and you it would take a million trees to completely reverse the effects of global warming so that was why specifically okay so all of a sudden you guys you know come in we start kind of talking about how we're going to do this and then lo and behold we start looking at like an mvp and we realized that this was still a great idea but for step one, <laughs> this was a little bit more grandiose. And then uh, we kind of ideated a little bit. Talk to me about that pivot and then what you guys decided to start with then. I think ultimately it came down to some logistics. Um, it was kind of like 
when we were in New York, what really made it click for me was when we were talking about South Godin and talking about kind of leveraging these different assets. And it's like, we don't have any assets to leverage. So what is kind of like, and then ad hoc, they were talking about like, how can we kind of like hack it until we can like fake it till you make it. Um, so when like breaking down what our true MVP was gonna be, we were like, how can we like hack this? And really the biggest issue is like no seed funding. So like we can't logistically like try to execute something when we don't have any money to pay for it. Um, so we're like, okay, well, what's a different approach that we can um, kind of like hack this movement without like having all this upfront costs. Um, so then that's kind of where our pivot transferred into like the warm glow stuff. Um, so we moved into Warm Glow, which was more of a, um, a daily goal so that you can do small things every day to reduce your carbon footprint and reduce your negative impacts on the earth. Um, so right now we're, we're working on an email list that consists of a 30-day program. Um, for example, the first day is going the whole day without using plastic straws. And um, because America uses 500 million plastic straws a day, which is if awful. that doesn't make you want to throw up. <laughs> so but you guys are a little bit trying to gamify almost kind of like environmentalism. Right? Yeah. Like small challenges. We don't want to that... Sarah Palin you because nobody wants to be Sarah Palin. OK. We want you to feel encouraged. And... I've never used that as a verb. But go ahead. <laughs> well, um, and we don't we don't want it to be a sappy like, oh, my God, we're such terrible humans. It's not a guilt thing. It's a. No, but seriously, like we've well, acknowledged yeah. our mistakes. Let's freaking do something what about did, it. What did Scott um, Harrison at, at Charity Water call it? What did he call it? Like sympathy porn? What did he call it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was something like, you know, you're always kind of guilted into things. He wanted to show the positive. The and story. So, yeah. yeah the, how he never shows pictures of like sad African children. It's right. the happy kids who love the fresh water and yep. have so much positive feedback. And, yeah like experiences because they can wash their clothes and they feel like a woman again and all right. these different things. And it's like, you don't have to feel bad for your mistakes because it's, it's the way that our culture and our society is. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, but now we need to take a step back and be like, here's our mistakes. Stop dwelling on the past and let's yeah. move forward and do something about it. You've, you've even had some small things here and there to kind of grow your brand. Um, you've been working with the Department of Natural Resources here in the state and you kind of have an educational thing. What is that? Um, so, we're trying to launch in September this tree planting day at one of our local elementary schools. Um, the fourth grade curriculum sort of revolves around uh, the history of Indiana. And our national tree is the tulip tree. And in, Indi in Indiana, the tulip tree is kind of dying out. So what we're doing with those kids is we're having um, a little bit of education activities where we teach them the importance of trees, not only for cleaning the air, but how they're good with uh, preventing erosion and cleaning the water. Um, and then at the end of the day, we're going to send them home with little saplings. So they, with their families, can plant it, you know, in their background, their backyard, their grandma's house. I know that the audience, that I've got a decent size, that are teachers, shocker, on the show. <laughs> they're gonna listen to this and go, wait, what? Um, I, I, what you just said, I, I mean, I love, it's gotten, it's, you know, won my heart. Why? You already said, you know, fourth grade, you know, there is already Indiana history. Um, but also, why elementary schools? Um, so we think it's important to educate the younger generation so that they know that they have options with, like, how they, like, spend their time and what they can do to make a positive impact. 
Um, because I remember when I was growing up, I didn't even know that like using plastic straws was bad or that I shouldn't leave the water running when I brush my teeth, stuff like that. Um, we think it's really important to start that education early so that you can have a life of positive impact rather than learning about it when you're in your 20s or your 30s. Well, and the whole idea of, um, you know, getting a tree from the classroom and, and I don't get me wrong. I love that. I mean, I love that. You know, you know, they plant it, they may see it in 20 years and then the tree's getting bigger as they've grown older and stuff like that. But I also like the fact that, you know, you're making this a, a cooperative with your state. You're, and actually, you know what, let's just talk the business side of this, right? <laughs> let's just talk the business side. DNR was happy to talk to you. So I'm assuming you guys are getting a good deal on the tree starters? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. Who negotiated that deal? Because, I mean, you know, as as a teacher one but also as a business guy this is this is when i start licking my chops this is this is getting interesting you now. want like the real tea <laughs> i mean you don't have to we don't have to talk numbers okay. um but like um, how did you guys put together this deal it's not officially brokered um but i think just after this podcast we'll hopefully feel some pressure to broker <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's really about like just sharing your story and i think that scott really had a lot to say about that too it's just like it's like you people don't give a shit about like numbers and those kinds of things they want to they want to see that story they want to see that that girl who feels like a woman again because she could wash her body and i think the same thing with this is it's like we have a story to tell because we we genuinely care so deeply about the environment and then like what's better than getting a bunch of kids together to plant yeah. trees in their backyard and um i think like there's just such a huge community aspect behind this and um Nothing can really recreate the relationships that you gain when you plant a tree with somebody. And um, it's really like a special experience if you like really value, like you're, if you're living in the moment and you value that experience. Back to the business side though. <laughs> like, no, I mean like how, so some people are listening to this and go, okay, how can a school afford to do this? Or, yeah. you know, where are you guys getting your funding? So honestly, like everything is kind of donated to us. Right because our pitch is pretty good if you <laughs> say so ourselves. Um, the DNR was more than happy to like facil facilitate that sort of deal. And then we're having some local businesses pitch in here and there, yeah. pitch in like the materials well, for our projects. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's just say, because uh, again, I'm always trying to hear that negative voice in my head and people say, well, that's easy for them to do because, you know, they've, you know, the innovation class has a good reputation. How could a teacher right now in fourth grade go, I love this idea. How could she or he make it work? Um, I think, um, like just, you'd be surprised, um, how like much the community wants to be involved with things like that. Um, so like representing yourself well and, um, like, like constructing a, a positive email about like, what is your mission? Like, what is your heart? And like, like, what do you genuinely want to genuinely want to see out of this? Um, what is your end goal? Like, um, at the end of the day. So like moving forward with connecting with those, like those state representatives, if that's a direction that you want to take, if you want to work with them too. Um, and then our kind of approach to that was don't shoot for target. Don't shoot for Meyer. Like they're later down the road. Um, shoot for Jim Dandy or the Sunrise Cafe because they understand what it's like to rely on a community. Yeah. And, and we're not talking huge money here. No. I mean, what's the average price of a tree sapling? The tree saplings themselves are if you had to pay tree. full if you had to pay full price like thirty cents right maybe. right I mean I mean mind you these aren't the trees you get at a nursery where they're big and you had they have the big bulb and the, these are saplings they're starters yeah they're like so isn't a sapling like a year old 
Right. So, I mean, that's that's the exciting part to me. Like, you know, when I hear people say, oh, this I can't do that. Well, of course you can. I mean, this is the MVP kind of model, and you guys are doing starters, and, and they're they're old enough that you can probably plant them and, and hopefully count on the fact that they'll make it. But at the same time, you're not looking at a tree that's $50 a tree yeah um so you can you can kind of do that and plus the fact that you know you're getting fourth graders both uh, you know a kind of a sentimental gift in a way but at the same time they're like they're they have a reason behind it which i think is also cool if if you um, again let's just say that people are listening to this in the midwest because it's different growing seasons for everywhere People are thinking, well, then when in the school year do I have to do this kind of project? When do you plant a tree? And when, I mean, I'm assuming that in January you don't go out and pound <laughs> the hard dirt and, and then make it work. When do you plant a tree? Um, so we picked uh, September for, or we picked early October um, for that reason. Late September and early October are the ideal times for planting a, like a sapling that still needs time to take root and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> the other time of year that's best is um, the transition from winter to spring. Okay. So it's not the super hot. It's not the super cold. It's right. those medium temperatures where the. So if you have to, if you didn't have enough time to set this up, you'd be doing it in April. Yeah. I'm assuming. Okay. That's cool. You want to wait for the frosts to finish because you'll kill it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well then, yeah, I guess maybe you're looking at May then because never know in the it's Midwest. Indiana, so who knows what the yeah, temperature is going to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tough. You know, there's this really cool thing called a farmer's almanac. I know people don't really use that anymore, but it'll tell you. It's surprisingly accurate from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know when the frosts are. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so here you, you've gone through this high and low. Just now talk to me about the experience of doing this. This was a crazy idea. It's still a crazy idea. That's that's awesome. Like, and, and I remember when you you know, Luna first pitched it to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I I didn't really know yet. And and mind you, you guys hit gold. You guys already had a mentor, and that's amazing, Absolutely. right? So Kevin, actually, let's let's let's. I'm gonna step two steps back and say, you guys have Kevin Bailey, and he's not only just a mentor, he's got experience, and he's a good guy. So there's yeah. that. But at age 17, 18. Well, how does this feel? Um, it feels awesome. Like, <laughs> just last week when me and Kevin were having a little meeting uh, before our weekly meeting with the whole team, um, we were kind of talking about, like, how young I am to be doing something like this and to be leading a project pretty much. And, like, I haven't done anything yet in my life that I've been, like, so gung-ho about. Like, this is pretty sacred to me because it's just everything that I've known that I wanted to do and it's happening so early I'm just like really grateful for all of these experiences and the opportunity to be like teaching fourth graders that they can do things for the environment like that's so special and awesome yeah Sarah I think um just the like all of the self-reflection like always constantly thinking about like what you've done and what you have now and it's it's really remarkable to see like that my senior year when I just dug my heels into the humanitarian um and I didn't know it at the time I don't think you ever do but I think it was a opportunity for me to look at myself and say like what who am I like what am I doing what do I actually love 
and I thought I knew I really thought I knew like the beginning of my senior year, I was like duh I know who I am like why are you asking these questions not and it's not until like this kind of like opportunity I guess is like presented that you're like really questioning like what is it that you're actually passionate about and um, I think it was like the humanitarian was like the trials and the tribulations of um, like gaining those skills so I was ready for this kind of like task absolutely I, you know trying not to be awkward as as your teacher and, sure. and this is now kind of me being the, the the podcast host but no I mean it's just it's been great because like you guys have you're different now I've actually off air we've had this conversation like um, it's just really unique to see people find a purpose and not have to be 45 um, now, mind you, there's already, there's already been ups and downs in this, and there will continue to be. Um, but I think that that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is that right now um, there are hopefully teachers and students listening and saying, you know, what is my purpose? And hearing you both say this, I mean, first, let's talk about Sarah. Just do something. Like, even if it doesn't work out, those highs and lows force you to go, okay. And then Luna, I mean you did some projects that just didn't work out last year and you had highs and lows and you kind of tailed off on some and some you liked more than others. And then, and then this, and then it happened. Um, in all this, again, the highs and lows, when do you think it felt right? Um, I think when I had gotten my team together to where we are now, so it started with just me and Kevin, and then I added Sarah, and then I've added um, three other kids, two of them from the innovations class, and now we all have like distinct roles, and we all work really well together, and just taking a step back from our last meeting and seeing like this amazing team that I like put together on my own, it was just a really gratifying moment for me. It was like, wow, at this I did po- this. At this point, Daniel and Morgan are listening and going, you should say her name. Daniel Isaacs um, is an amazing cinematographer. Uh, he's won yeah. like, many incredible. awards. He's just amazing, and he's also like the sweetest dude. And Morgan O'Reilly is um, an amazing artist. She also has these I- like ideas and um, beliefs like from the beginning, way before Go Plants. It was ever an idea. Like she's always believed that you know we need to do something for our very proud. No, I mean I. I, I <laughs> It almost becomes cliche when people talking about, well, heck, when you guys even had a conversation with Joe, you know, our business development manager, he's like, it's a team, it's a team, it's a team. If you don't have a team, the solopreneur just doesn't last. Um, and I'm going to switch to Sarah now because for a year, you were a solopreneur. You had yeah. your podcast. And while it's awesome, tell me the differences between a team and being a solo. Um, I really love having a person who is consistently there to bounce ideas off of because that is like my bread and butter is like those like brainstorming networking things I just love that so much but I feel like like there's just something different about like sitting down at a table and creating something together instead of sitting alone in my room with my microphone and my laptop by myself for hours and like when you talk about like like people who write going like crazy and stuff or like those kinds of like isolation things. I think that's the biggest thing. And you don't like gain any values when you work by yourself and you can't learn from other people and other people can't learn from you. And 
Well, I think it's possible, but it's it's, it's nicer harder. when somebody's when you're accountable to somebody. Yeah. I mean, you can fall into that trap of I'll get it done tomorrow, but if Luna's <laughs> over there looking at her watch and going, uh huh, uh huh, um, then that yeah, I mean it's and I mean heck, that was this week's challenge in our video. You know, what are you outsourcing, or how are you building a team around that? And 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 you guys have you struck gold uh, with other creatives. Um, Morgan has a vision, and then Daniel's just an awesome video storyteller um so that's just that's such a great thing to have although let's let's address the what is it the 800 pound girl in the room is that is that the term I thought it was the elephant. is there a weight limit is there is it the elephant in the room yeah okay in the room? it's 2018 gorilla, we don't talk about, about the gorilla's weight okay <laughs> we accept her for who she that's is fat shaming. <laughs> <laughs> so the the awkward part is luna you've started to learn leadership this Definitely. is not easy Matter of fact, this is I mean, like this has probably had to be your toughest learning curve, because you were you've always been kind of quiet, a little passive. <laughs> um, what's been the challenge there? Well, you're right. I have always been pretty quiet in a room. I definitely stick to used to stick to the walls and like I'll listen and gauge my ideas from um, listening and not really giving my input and when being a leader it's very important that you give your input and you tell people like hey this is good but maybe shift it a little bit more in this direction um so the hardest part has really been like giving people the reassurance that they need and then like guiding them towards more of the path that we're looking for which was not like a year ago i was always had my earbuds in in class like never wanted to talk to anybody and i've grown so much from that point like i don't even use my earbuds anymore <laughs> uh and then the exact opposite <laughs> is sarah and i hope you guys don't mind me just talking this bluntly uh but you're pushy <laughs> and uh like i have to give this story Outspoken, on air controlling. Yeah, I, I, I have to give this story on air so Last year, literally the first day of school, we're talking about vision. We're talking about what you want to do. And I talked about the fact that I had a podcast and it's great to start a podcast. And I'll never forget it. Unbeknownst to me, Sarah goes that day and goes, I'm starting a podcast. She writes. She's like, okay, who's my first guest? Well, my superintendent should want to do it mm -hmm. because, you know, Don's a teacher and she supports her teachers. And so... I get this letter, I get this email at the end of the day, and she's like, Don, do you know a Sarah Schaefer? I'm like, well, of course I do. She's my new student. And she's like, yeah, let's talk about tact. And I'm like, well, and so this, this, was, this wasn't from the superintendent. She thought it was interesting. But Sarah, like the opening letters, oh, the opening line was, what's up? I'm Sarah. I have a podcast. You should be on it. Or something like that, that brief. And I'm like, you know what? And she's like, well, maybe you should teach her about protocol. And there's a part of me that I'm like, yeah, but in a day and age, we're telling our girls to lean forward. Sarah fell over. You know, <laughs> she leans forward uh, with a really lean forward. And so that side story um, kind of exemplifies that the fact that you you lean forward. Yeah. And so how has this been that all of a sudden you, you have to take, you, you have to give and take, yeah. you know, it's always been your way, the highway. And all of a sudden you're with a team of four or five people that yeah. you have to, there are times where you have to like step back. Yeah. What is that limit like? Um, I think definitely, I, I just genuinely have honestly enjoyed it a little bit. Um, <laughs> like it's, 
I half believe that. But anyway, go it's, ahead. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. but really, like, um, I'm always, you're really right. Like, like in school projects, like, I'm like, we're doing it my way or I'm not doing anything and we're all getting Fs. Like, and it's like, we're doing it on this format, this way with this font. And, like, um, it's been really fun because I've been able to kind of, like, help Luna kind of give her some of my, like, Yeah, no, it's, it's a good balancing act. But it's also, like, at the end of the day, like, Luna and Kevin have this vision that I will never be like I will never have that full like whatever you guys have like that <laughs> like oomph and because I, I carry some like other stuff with me and so like um, it's it's interesting to kind of take a little bit of a backseat and be like well at the end of the day like what do you think Luna like it's your thing and so like there's that and so it's just been it's been an interesting learning experience It ha- and watching it from from this side as it has and that and it's also one of those things that and I'm not saying this to like pat the class on the back but at no other time would a person like this and a person like that ever come together and do stuff you're about as opposite as you guys can get (laughs) and yet it works I mean and and I'm not saying this is a bad thing social clicks are social clicks and you guys are two totally different people but I think that's the beauty of a startup that if you all have the same people and they all wear the same pocket protector and they all like the same mm-hmm. band, you're you're done, right? Yeah. And I think it's been a beautiful thing that you guys are, are this balanced, and um, and 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 plus you're you're also the, you know, you're a hook line, you know, Luna, you're a hook line sinker, yay environmentalism, and and Sarah's like, okay, but what's the bottom line and what's the cost ratio and everything else? And it, it, it takes that, so I think it's I think it's one of the best parts of the team. Um, <laughs> lastly. Um, I'll have to say this. Um, one, to kind of bring it all back, watching this has been, whether I'm just with the foundation or just as your former teacher, watching, like even hearing you guys now, the growth has been astounding. And I, I highly encourage um, you guys to, to reach out to them. The you know description in the podcast, they'll have their contact information. Um, but you guys have also, I think, been an inspiration in the sense that I'm always trying to get more girls interested in producing content and then being entrepreneurial right and i mean this first couple years in the innovation class just getting girls there well i heard it's a techie class or i heard this i want you to right now speak directly to the hearts of every 14 year old girl every 13 year old girl and say you got to do this you got to lean forward and start taking some initiative what would you tell them Um, I would tell myself when I first started taking your class, like, it is time, and, like, you can't let people bully you anymore. Not, like, bullying, bullying, but you can't let people push you in the direction that they want you to be in. You need to take that stand for yourself and do what you think is right. So before, when I had first started this class, I went towards a lot of projects that maybe weren't right for me but they I was part of like that group with a bunch of guys and they all like code or whatever and I don't know if you can tell but I'm not really a coder um and after like that learning experience was like okay well this isn't really what I like and this isn't really what I'm good at but um I guess this is cool because I'm part of this class in this group and it just wasn't a fit and I had to take that 
and think to myself like you know this isn't right for you it's not worth sacrificing your own beliefs to just be another um, person in the innovations class like you are your own person and you have every right just as anyone else to pursue what you're interested in and put your all into what you want not what other people want um that was really good luna i really like that um i think for me without being like too like sappy or something but my childhood wasn't the easiest and um i think that it just got to a certain point that the shit hit the fan and i was just done so sick of taking everything and um being that person that everyone just dumped everything on um and i was like no it's my turn it's my turn to think about me and it's my turn to think about my future and who i'm gonna be in it's not about like making you happy or worrying about whatever it's like it's 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 about me and it's time to look in on myself and discover who i am and like what that means to me and what it means to other people and so it was really just like it was like don almost giving me permission for what i was wanting to do so yeah it was kind of like it's not your time to be nice to everyone anymore like that isn't your job your job isn't to please everyone your job is to please yourself and isn't it funny though that in the midst of you saying it's finally about me you've become happier which in turn makes people like you more and get along better i mean like you were sarah's a little bit more combative now it's not as much anymore and Luna, you're open to the world. So people are like, oh, there you are. So I just, yeah, I won't go on any further in the sense that um, to wrap up this podcast, I'm extremely proud in a, almost a dad sense. I can't help it. Um, but the fact that you guys are doing something for the environment, that you guys are, are ladies that are kind of like, hey, we're out there. We're public. We're going to do it. Highs and lows, you'll see it all. And so for that, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. And uh, thank you for being on the show, man. Thanks for having us. Sure. All right.